Now today's federal newscast. I'm Eric White. Agencies will not face budget cuts due to sequestration this year or next, as long as Congress doesn't raise spending under its current bills. The Office of Management and Budget says both the House and Senate spending bills for 2019 do not breach the defense and non-defense discretionary caps established in the Bipartisan Budget Act of 2018. Senators question federal officials about the missing national cyber strategy. If our enemies don't know what we will do in response, they may try it. If they know what we'll do and they know that we'll mean it, it is a deterrent from the beginning. I'd much rather deter than respond. That was Senator James Langford's message to the Senate Judiciary Committee yesterday. Langford joins a chorus of lawmakers pressing the Trump administration to both develop a comprehensive cybersecurity strategy that lays out actions to deter future attacks and to name a central authority that will oversee federal cybersecurity actions. I'm Jason Miller. A man gets nearly six years in prison for bilking the Veterans Affairs Department out of $13 million and bribing a VA official who granted his parking contracts at VA's Los Angeles facility. Richard Scott pled guilty in May to underreporting revenue and overreporting expenses while operating VA's parking lots. He's also been ordered to pay the agency $12.6 million. The VA contracting official he paid off to work the scheme, Ralph Tillman, is also facing jail time for lying to investigators. He'll be sentenced next week. The Veterans Benefits Administration wrongly denied post-traumatic stress disorder benefits to hundreds of veterans last year. The VA Inspector General says VBA improperly processed and denied some 1,300 military sexual trauma claims during a six-month period in 2017. The IG says poor employee training contributed to some of VBA's decisions. VA issued new policy back in 2011 designed to give liberal consideration to military sexual trauma claims. An independent agency gets an acting CEO amid ongoing turmoil at the top. More now from Tom Temin in today's management report. Brock Bierman becomes the acting chief executive of the Millennial Challenge Corporation. He moves over from assistant administrator of the U.S. Agency for International Development, for which he was Senate confirmed. The previous MCC chief, Robert Blau, also a Trump administration appointee, quit the corporation earlier this month. The corporation in July sought a consultant specializing in gender and social inclusion. I'm Tom Temin. Unionized postal employees can continue to take unpaid leave to campaign for political candidates. A third-party arbitrator sides with two postal unions, challenging the Postal Service's ban on campaigning last year. They argue the ban violated their collective bargaining agreements. The unions say their members can campaign for the midterm elections, but the Postal Service says it plans to challenge the ruling. Medicaid accounted for over a quarter of government-wide improper payments last year, according to the Government Accountability Office, so the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services plans to launch new eligibility audits for the program. The new audits will look at the expanded eligibility for Medicaid created under the Affordable Care Act. In June, CMS released its first-ever improper payment scorecard for Medicaid and the Children's Health Insurance Program, or CHIP. The Senate already cleared a 1.9% pay raise for federal employees next year, but at least one senator says employees at the Labor Department should get a pay freeze. Senator John Kennedy introduces an amendment to the Labor, Health and Human Services and Education Appropriations Bill to do so. Kennedy says he's concerned about the government's failure to stop improper payments. He introduced a similar amendment earlier this year, but the Appropriations Committee rejected it. Lieutenant General John Murray is confirmed by the Senate to become the first leader of the Army's Futures Command. Futures Command recently went into initial operating capability and will change the way the Army procures its weapons. Murray currently serves as the Deputy Chief of Staff for Army G8. 
and the army says it's reinstating the enlistment of at least three dozen immigrant soldiers it had decided to discharge. Federal News Radio's Jared Serbu has more. In court filings, the service says it's reinstated 32 soldiers who were already booted out and stopping discharge proceedings against six currently serving troops. Another 149 cases are still under review. The changes came in response to a lawsuit by several service members who challenged the army's decisions. In some cases, they claimed the army had discharged them for no reason at all. In others, they claimed the decisions were based on unfounded claims that they presented a security risk. Jared Serbu, Federal News Radio. Find these stories at federalnewsradio.com and subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White.